Welcome to His Word Heals. You can also visit our website at www.hiswordheals.com for this complete video, all of our other videos, and podcasts as well. Today we're going to look at the fall of end times Babylon. Three aspects of this we will look at today are, number one, the Hebrew word for Babylon and its possible implications, number two, the history of Babylon and its historic destruction, was ancient Babylon over in the Fertile Crescent of the Middle East already invaded from the north and completely destroyed as Sodom and Gomorrah, never to be inhabited again, just as Jeremiah prophesied it would be in Jeremiah 50 and 51, and most specifically chapter 50 verse 4, 40? Or did ancient Babylon weather many invasions being rebuilt numerous times just to gradually disappear over time like so many other ancient cities? We will see that Babylon was still inhabited at the time of the apostles in the first century AD. And then number three today, we will finish up today's program by going over scripture regarding the destruction of end times Babylon and what that might represent. You may come to see, as we have, that end times Babylon is most likely, according to scripture, not an ancient city in the Middle East that was brought back to life, but rather a modern mindset, religion, and political order that is not modern at all, but dates back to the beginning of time. This mindset, religion, and political order, however, do have a physical headquarters in the end of days, from which it will be a attempting to draw all of mankind into its kingdom and away from the one and only true creator and king. That will bring us to point number four at the end of this video. Who or what is end times Babylon? Where is its headquarters and why is knowing the answers to these questions so important? Why should it matter to all of us today? So let's get started. Babylon is three Hebrew letters. Beit, Beit, Lamed, and is pronounced Babel. In the ancient pictograph Hebrew, the letter Beit stands for family or house. I find it interesting that there are two Beits or two houses in Babel. These two Beits or houses are followed by a Lamed, which in the ancient Hebrew signifies a staff, goal, control, toward, protect, authority, bind, yoke, or lead. A wide variety of meanings for sure. Perhaps Babel is vying for control or authority over the two houses, trying to bind it with a yoke of this world. Perhaps a long shot all by itself, but let's also consider the first uses of Babel in the world, word of Yahweh. In Genesis 10.10, we are told that Nimrod, a mighty hunter before Yahweh, who was a grandson of Ham, the cursed son of Noah, built several cities, the first of which was Babel. We are then told in Genesis 11.9 that the city was named Babylon because Yahweh confused, confounded, or in the Hebrew, Balal, which means mixed the languages up at Babel because of their rebellion to him. Bilal is H1101 in the Strong's and in the Hebrew is Beit Lamed Lamed or Beit Lamed Vav Lamed and is the root of Babel. It means to overflow by implication to mix or be mingled. I also find it interesting that there is another word with a Beit and two Lameds divided this time by a Yod and an Ayin and this word is Strong's number H110. The word right before H1101 Bilal that we just looked at which means to mix or mingle. 
H1100 Beit Lamed Yod Ayin Lamed means decadence, wickedness, or destruction. These Hebrew words and their roots seem to be con connecting Babylon, mixing decadence, wickedness, and destruction together since Yahweh mixed up the language in Babel because of their wickedness. Perhaps when figuring in the pictograph Hebrew for Babel, that is what it means in the end, leading the two houses to destruction by mixing them with wickedness and decadence. Now on to point number two, the history of ancient Babylon and its destruction. Jeremiah the prophet lived and prophesied in the mid to late 6th century BC, just prior to and during the destruction of Jerusalem and Yahweh's temple by Babylon's king Nebuchadnezzar. Jeremiah prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51 that Babylon would be invaded by an assembly of great nations from the north and would be completely destroyed. Jeremiah 50 verse 40 says Babylon would be overthrown as Sodom and Gomorrah never to be inhabited again. Has that prophecy already been fulfilled since the ancient city of Babylon is not inhabited city any longer? Let's take a look at the history and see what actually happened to ancient Babylon. I research secular sites online that wouldn't necessarily have a dog in the religious doctrine fight, so to speak. I found that Babylon was conquered and rebuilt several times throughout history with power in the Middle East shifting between Assyria, Babylon, and the Persians on multiple occasions. Assyria conquered and carried away the northern kingdom of Israel in the mid to in the mid 7th to early 8th century BC Jeremiah prophesied about a hundred years later during the time Babylon was the dominant Middle East power and besieged and conquered the southern kingdom of Israel in about the mid to late 6th century BC then about 50 to 70 years later in the early mid 6th century BC Babylon was conquered by the Medes and the Persians but with almost no fighting in the city Additionally, the Persians and the Medes were from the east and not the north, and the city was not completely destroyed. People still lived there. This could not have, have fulfilled Jeremiah's prophecy of invasion by a multitude of great nations from the north, ending in the total and permanent desolation of Babylon. Next, in the early to mid-4th century BC, the Greeks, led by Alexander the Great, conquered Babylon and took control of it away from the Medes and the Persians. Alexander the Great could be considered to come from a somewhat northern direction. However, they were not a large assembly of great nations from the north, as stated in Jeremiah 50 verse 9, and Babylon was not completely destroyed at that time either. As a matter of fact, Alexander the Great even planned on rebuilding the Babylonian ziggurat or temple to Marduk or Bel, but he died first. Only Jeremiah 50 verse 2 was fulfilled at this time because before Alexander the Great died, he tore down the old damaged ziggurat temple with the intent to rebuild it, but never got the chance before he suddenly died. So ancient Babylon's high place was destroyed. However, everything after verse 2 of chapter 50 still had not been fulfilled. People still lived there and it wasn't completely destroyed. Nor did Israel and Judah go out from there together, weeping and seeking their Elohim and the way to Zion as prophesied in verses 4 and 5.
Instead, after Alexander the Great conquered Babylon, he moved the capital of that area to Seleucia and used the ruins of war-torn but not completely destroyed Babylon for a quarry to build the new city. Urban life in Babylon still existed according to historical records up through at least the late 2nd century BC when it became a battleground between the constantly fighting Greeks and Parthians. Then it just gradually disappeared from history. However, even in the 1st century AD, we see in 1 Peter 5 that the Apostle Peter was writing to the elders, probably of the assembly or church of Jerusalem, from Babylon, and in verse 13 says, Those at Babylon elected together with you salute you. Babylon, according to 1 Peter, was still an inhabited place or city, though not great anymore, at the time of the apostles. There was never a great and complete destruction of Babylon by an assembly of great nations from the north, as prophesied by Jeremiah. So is Jeremiah a false prophet, or is ancient Babylon going to be rebuilt again, as some suggest, and then destroyed at the end? We all know that Osama bin Laden, the late king of Iraq, did attempt to rebuild it, but again, before he could accomplish much, he died as well. The city is still in ruins, with some rebuilt but not inhabited areas. Then perhaps the end-time daughter of Babylon, or Babylon the Great, is something and or someplace else, a place and or political and religious system somewhat spiritually related to ancient Babylon. For many reasons, I don't believe ancient Babylon will be rebuilt before the millennial kingdom of Yeshua, hence not before the time of the end of this age as we know it. I also don't believe Jeremiah was a false prophet or just got this one wrong. I believe from studying scripture that end-time Babylon will be and is a mindset, religion, and political order which has a physical headquarters someplace on earth during the last decades before the millennial kingdom. According to scripture, just a few years prior to the attempted complete takeover of the world systems by the anti-Messiah, this end-time Babylon will be utterly destroyed, and the world will stand back and marvel in fear at her destruction. She will burn in a civil war and be invaded by a great assembly of nations from the north. At that time, those that escape the sword that has come upon the end-times Babylon are instructed to let Jerusalem come to their mind, and are to ask the way to Zion and go there and proclaim the great works and vengeance of Yahweh. Then perhaps the final destruction, which is described as Sodom and Gomorrah, will be will come upon Babylon in the form of a great volcano or nuclear annihilation that leaves her burning and uninhabitable any longer as scripture describes. This will turn the world's focus and power center completely back on Israel and the Middle East. Based upon what we know about historic Babylon from scripture and what the word Babylon means, what might this end times Babylon look like? Ancient Babylon is most well known for its tower trying to reach to heaven. There are plenty of nations with tall towers in them which could be considered temples to a false god trying to reach into the heavens. Right off the top of my head, the One World Tower rebuilt in New York City as a shrine to those that died in the destruction of the Twin Towers comes to mind. As does the Burj Khalifa in Dubai of the United Arab Emirates, which is the tallest building in the world. But then you also have the EU Parliament Tower in Strasbourg, France, which even Glenn Beck suggested that this EU Tower's design consciously mirrors the Vienna painting of the Tower of Babel by Peter Bruegel, the Elder. So now we have three candidates. New York representing the United States, Strasbourg representing the European Union, and Dubai representing the Arab Middle East. Now for our next clue, mixing and confusion. 
Deuteronomy 22:9-11 Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with diverse seeds, lest the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown and the fruit of thy vineyard be defiled. Thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. Thou shalt not wear a garment of diverse sorts as of woolen and linen together. Leviticus 19:19 19, 19. Ye shall keep my statutes. Thou shalt not let thy cattle gender with diverse kind. Thou shalt not sow thy field with mingled seed. Neither shall a garment mingled of linen and woolen come upon thee. 2 Corinthians 6:14-17 Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord has Messiah with Belial, or wickedness? Or what part has the believer with the infidel? And what agreement has the temple of Elohim with idols? For you are the temple of the living Elohim. As Elohim has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their Elohim, and they will be my people. Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith Yahweh, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. The United States and European Union are both combining multiple cultures or countries into one entity. The EU is combining countries and the U.S. is known as a melting pot. Both used to be populated by a majority of Christians and were the so-called Christian West. Both have been guilty of now mixing much paganism into historic Christianity. In both Europe and the U.S., cultures and religions have become completely mixed and mingled. We can't necessarily say that about the Arab Middle East. I just don't think Dubai will qualify as the headquarters of end-time Babylon unless things change drastically. Let's look at another kind of mixing and mingling taking place today. The U.S. is the number one GMO country in the world, according to the InsiderMonkey.com, which lists the top 10 genetically modified countries. Regarding the U.S., it states the U.S. has become the main GMO victim. In North America, over 80% of our food contains GMOs. Monsanto, the company that produces GMO products, was recently protected by President Barack Obama. Of course, this article is a little old. When he, assigned, when he signed the Monsanto Protection Act, which threw many GMO-hating Americans into outrage. And... Europe, Europe largely banned GMOs grown foods and recently put strict requirements on labeling them. So then regarding the Babylon characteristic of mixing and mingling, the U.S. is the winner hands down when it comes to genetic modification. The U.S. mixes cultures, religions, and genetic material, corrupting Yahweh's creation. The U.S. also has a tall tower that is basically a temple or shrine. But does the U.S. meet the other characteristics of Babylon? What are some other characteristics of end times mystery Babylon or the daughter of Babel? Revelation 17:4-6 And the woman was dressed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls holding in her hand a golden cup filled with the abominations and the filthiness of her whoring Revelation 17:5 and 6 And upon her forehead a name written a secret Babel the great the mother of the whores or idolaters which are compared to harlots and whores throughout scripture and of the abominations of the earth and I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the set-apart ones and with the blood of the witnesses of Yeshua. Revelation 17:18. And the woman which thou hast seen is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Where is the United Nations located? 
More on this later. Revelation 18, 2 and 3. An angel came down from heaven and cried with mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The same word can be spiritual idolatry. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Another version, the ISV, says, For all the nations have drunk from the wine of her sexual immorality, and the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her. The world's businesses have become rich from her luxurious excesses. And one more translation of Revelation 18.3, the living tree version, or the tree of life version, I'm sorry. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the fury of her immorality. The kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich off of the power of her self-indulgence. According to the website www.valuewalk.com, in their October 2019 list of the top 10 importing countries of the world, the U.S. is the world's number one importer, importing a whopping $2.61 trillion or 13.4% of global imports, which are consumed by just over 4% of the world's population. Self-indulgence indeed. The second largest importing country is China, which imports only $2.13 trillion worth of goods, which is less than 12% of the world's imports, while having over 18.5% of the world's population. Revelation 18:4-7 And I heard another voice from heaven saying Come out of her my people that ye be not partakers in her sins and that ye receive not of her plagues for her sins have reached unto heaven and Elohim hath remembered her iniquities reward her even as she rewarded you and double unto her double according to her works in the cup which she hath filled fill to her double how much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously so much torment and sorrow give her for she hath said in her heart i sit a queen and am no widow and shall see no sorrow another translation of revelation 18:7 the isv says just as she glorified herself and lived in luxury inflict on her just as much torture and misery in her heart she says i am a queen on a throne not a widow i will never see misery and one more translation, the Tree of Life version of Revelation 18.7. As she has exalted herself and indulged herself in luxury, so give her the same measure of torment and grief. For in her heart she says, I sit as a queen, I am no widow, I shall never see grief. Again, the U.S. is the largest importer of products in the world with only 4% of the world's population. If we calculate out the yearly per capita imports of the U.S., we import just under $8,000 per person, while the second largest importer, China, only imports $1,485 per person. Revelation 18.8 Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is Yahweh who judges her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication with her, and live deliciously with her, shall bewail her, and lament for her, when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Again, 
The ISV says of Revelation 18.9, The kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality with her and lived in luxury with her will cry and mourn over her when they see the smoke from her rising from the fire that consumes her. And one more translation, again the Tree of Life version of Revelation 18.9, Then the kings of the earth who committed sexual immorality and indulged in luxury with her shall weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of her burning. Revelation 18.10, 10 and 11, Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come, and thy merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buys their merchandise any more. Revelation 18:12 through 14 list a whole bunch of things that the merchants of the earth uh, sell to this end-time Babylon. Then down to verse 15, the merchants of these things which were made rich by her shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour so great riches is come to nothing. And every shipmaster and all the mighty company in ships and sailors and as many as trade by the sea stood afar off and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea, by reason of her costliness, for in one hour she is made desolate. Another version, the ISV again, of verse 18 says, Then they threw dust on their heads and shouted while crying and mourning, How terrible, how terrible it is for the great city, where all who had ships at sea became rich from her wealth, because it has been destroyed in a single hour. And the Tree of Life version of 19 says, And they saw, and they threw dust on their heads, and were crying out, weeping and mourning, Alas, alas, O great city, in all in her all who had ships at sea grew rich from her wealth, for in a single hour has she been ruined. Revelation 18, 21-23 And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall the great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of the harpers and musicians and of the pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee, and the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries, or pharmakia in the Greek, were all the nations deceived. And the word sorceries, again, is G5331 in the Strong's, and that's pharmakia, and that's where we get our word pharmacy from. So then another version, the ISR version, uh, of 1823 says, And the light of the lamp shall not shine in you any more at all, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you any more at all. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, for by your drug sorceries all the nations were led astray. 
And the Tree of Life version of verse 23 says, And the light of the lamp shall never shine in you again, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall never be heard in you again. For your businessmen were the tycoons of the world, for all the nations were deceived by your sorceries. Again, the word sorceries is pharmakia. Who or what company founded the world's multi-trillion dollar modern pharmaceutical industry? If you guessed Nelson Rockefeller, Rockefeller Foundation, and Rockefeller University, you would be correct. What city is home of this founding conglomerate? If you guessed New York City, New York, USA, you would be correct. What world body helped export the standardization of modern pharmaceuticals? If you guessed the United Nations, you would be correct. Where is the United Nations located? If you said New York City, New York, USA, you would be correct. Here are some links to interesting articles that you can check out for yourself, which I am also posting below this video and on our website. You can check out the rest of them on your own, and please do so. Don't take our word for any of this. Do some research on your own, and I think you'll be very surprised at what you find. I want to read you one very interesting article found at ShellyBelcourt.com, Big Pharma, the History of Pharmaceutical Com Companies, the Pharma Cartel. And I did check out a lot of the history that she has in this timeline. It does seem to be accurate. So this is just a very good summary of the history of uh, pharmaceuticals around the world. We will continue with part two of this program next week, or you can visit our website at www.hiswordheals.com and watch the entire video. Thank you for listening. Blessings and shalom to all of you and everyone in your home.